This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Tuesday, April 18, 2023. Let's start the show by talking about Syracuse's newest member of the basketball team, Chance Westry. According to multiple reports on Monday, Westry transferred to Syracuse in another big recruiting win for Red Autry. Quote, I believe what Coach Autry is building he and his staff sold me on their level of commitment to helping me develop into the player that I want to be, end quote, he tells ESPN. The rival's four-star and top 40 recruit in the 2022 class redshirted last year at Auburn after having minor surgery and gives Autry his second elite recruit in the backcourt, joining five-star Notre Dame transfer guard J.J. Starling. What a start to Red Autry's head coaching career, and we'll have to keep tabs on what he does with the center position now that Jesse Edwards has transferred to West Virginia. Meanwhile, Syracuse football spring practice is wrapping up later this week with its spring game, and recruits continue to come to campus. The Orange has invited over 100 recruits to visit this spring, and if you've been following along like we have, you've noticed that Syracuse has placed an emphasis on its recruiting footprint in the Northeast. One of the schools they invited recently is Christian Brothers Academy, and the coach that took them was none other than former CBA star and former Syracuse defensive back, wide receiver, and captain Bruce Williams. And we welcome him on now. Coach Williams, thanks so much for coming on the program. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How's it going? Bruce, we're doing great. And we'll get you started on this one. You still hold many of New York State's receiving records from your time at CBA. You went on to star at Syracuse, where you played both defensive back and wide receiver. And you were the team captain in 2008. You're now a coordinator and a position coach at your alma mater. Not many people get to say they do that. So how's that going for you? Um, it's, it's a great feeling, you know, it's a great feeling to be back at my alma mater. Um, very thankful for coach Casey allowing me to come back four or five years ago, just to be a part of it. Um, bringing that culture back to what it was when I played there. And it's, it's been great, you know, in my second season of calling plays, we win a state title. And now I have one of the players and the coach, and it's really to see these young, these young men, um, buy in to a vision and it's, it took a couple of years, but it's great to know, like, every night for voluntary workouts, we're getting, you know, 40 to 60 kids from middle school to rising seniors working together um, to a common goal and want to get better. So that, that's what I was used to when I was at CBA, so it's always good to see that back. Bruce, again, you start at CBA. You went on to have a great career at Syracuse. Someone who's following in those footsteps is Sayer Torrance. He's a 2024 wide receiver, a rivals three-star prospect. He committed to Syracuse. You've coached him. You've seen him develop into the star that he is. I wanted to see what you thought of him and how you think he'll do at Syracuse. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sayer Torrance is one of the hardest working young men I think I've ever been around. And I've coached here at Syracuse, I went down to St. John's with Coach Casamento, and there's a lot of great talent there. But ever since he's come to CBA um, as an eighth grader, I've never seen anyone work as hard as he has to the point where I spend more time with Sire than I do my own biological kids because he has a vision <laughs> and a goal of really wanting to be the best, the best that he can be. And he's one of those kids from a very – uh, young age, he started varsity as an eighth grader. That's hard to do at any level, at any sport, be a varsity player at eighth grade. But he's worked himself into what we see, right? We see him in the dome a couple of times and then his ability to play, not just receiver, but safety, you know. And, and his decision to go to Syracuse was solely his and his family's. I had no part of that. You know, uh, I, I give him knowledge of what my experience was or what things to think about when he's 
went through that process, and he ultimately landed on wanting to be a hometown kid, hometown hero, um, and, and, and wanting kids where he grew up to understand there's kids, yes, we grew up here, but we can accomplish more. And that's been a goal of his. And he's, I mean, I've just got done texting him. He's going to rivals and going to Under Armour camps. And he's like, hey, I need to get a session in at this time and this time, coach. And he's just, Syracuse is getting, again, one of the best football players I've ever seen play the game. And I'm not just saying that because I'm his coach or he's following footsteps, but he's just one of the best kids, best athletes. What he can do on the field, I haven't seen too many people can do. Coach, we were talking pre-show about this, but there are a lot of players on your current team that are either currently high major prospects or ones that you believe will develop into stars. Can you tell us about some of the next great players that come out of CBA? Yeah, I mean, and not just younger guys. You have, I think, two guys in the 24 class that are exceptional football players as, as like Zaire. So Jameer Hanford is our running back. He's oftentimes overshadowed because we, we run a spread offense and we have multiple people involved, but he's an exceptional back. He's a home run hitter. And per carry, I mean, he only gets the ball between seven and ten times a game, but it's not all running. He's an exceptional pass catcher, but he has, out of the whole team, the most 40-yard-plus runs or, or, or gains for our, our program. He's an exceptional pass catcher out of the backfield, which – I think as you see where college football has evolved, you have to have a running back who can be a threat in the passing game, and that's where he is. He has similar speed to Sire. He's got long arms. So he's, he's going to be really good. He's starting to pick up some recruiting. He went to a visit to uh, New Hampshire. He goes to Stony Brook for an uh, unofficial junior day visit coming up over the next few weeks. Uh, and then the second guy we have is Jason Brunson. So if anybody knows the history of CBA, there's certain numbers, certain jersey numbers that students wear that you kind of deem, right? So Jason was five. Well, the original number five was me. Um, and he's able to wear that number as a leader, as an overall player. And if you look at the last two years of our run, he tends to make the most critical plays at the most important times for our program. You know, we won that state championship a couple of years ago, and he's the kid that catches the interception as Summers went for two to try to win the game. Week before that, we played Jamestown. He's the kid that gets the touchdown to win the game in the last few seconds of a game. He's a six foot, 200 pound Swiss Army knife. He can play receiver, he plays safety, he can play linebacker. And I think it'll pick up for him as well. He kind of reminds me of Servasi Dennis, who played linebacker at Pittsburgh. A little undersized, but he seems to make the best play and make the most important plays in critical moments. So I think that's where Jason's going to evolve over the next year. I think it'll pick up for him. And then we have a host of young guys. You know, Darian Williams probably going to be one of the next great receivers after Sire. He's a speedster. Um, before previous coaching staff at Colorado was let go, he had got offered from them. He's a guy who has second and third gear who can take a, a hitch route or screen and go 40 for you. Um, he's, a, he's a blazer. And then we have a lot of – I have a 6'6 receiver. And not many 6'6 receivers growing trees around upstate New York. And he's going to have a big season for us, Dante, um, for us. And he's, he's going to be a weapon for us, just his physical presence. And they've both been on official visits, unofficial visits to Syracuse. And then I got a host of linemen. Um, I got Matt Hahn, 
that we've we've talked about um, previous. He's been on that unofficial. He's six six, two seventy already. Who was very agile, big, 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 big lineman. Um, and we got a couple other kids, but then I have a a, a freshman who's already six eight, over three hundred pounds. Uh, Khalil Cox. He's he's massive. He's strong. Um, and we're excited. So I have a whole returning offensive line from last year. They were all sophomores. They all come back for another two seasons. So our program is in good hands uh, moving forward. And we're getting that, again, that vibe of the culture back with the with the kids. They love being together um, every day, and they're working hard. So I mentioned this in your lead-in, but you brought your student-athletes to Syracuse recently to take in a practice and tour the school. I just want to get your thoughts on where the Syracuse program is now, coming from a former player and now as a coach. Um, it's the, it all starts with uh, Coach Dino Babers. He's been a fantastic person, I think, for our program over the last seven years, right? And a lot of people always equate his success based on wins and losses and with what he's facing. So I've done an interview in the past, and, and, and people have tried to compare all right, him to when Coach Robinson was here. And I oftentimes tell people, they both dealt with two different eras of football, right? With Coach Babers, he's dealing with this transfer portal. He's dealing with NIL, the injuries, things of that nature. And that's hard for any coach to deal with. But he's been great. I think his message to the team, you know, talking to him and talking to the coaches, is always family first. And as an athlete, that's what we look for. And he's been a very instrumental uh, mentor right now to Sire Torrance as they talk and get to know each other. Um, but to our kids that went on a visit, he made sure he, he took time to come talk to the guys, um, and he wants to do more for the community of Syracuse based on conversations I've had with him, which is awesome, right? It's awesome for us local kids or in the state of New York to have a coach like that at a, at a Power 5 school want to invest in, in, in getting kids to come to camp or getting kids to campus. Um, so I think that it starts with him, and then their coaching staff has been great. Uh, Deion Maddox being a former player, helping with recruiting, being able to talk to him and some of these coaches, um, just their 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 experience in coming to Syracuse, coming from the Midwest, or out west and south, and these coaches able to come and and drop that knowledge on the players. So I think uh, we're in for another a good season, really big season, bar not having injuries and things like that. I think he's going to have a successful year for the program. Bruce, we'll get you out of here on this one. You were a four-time letter winner at Syracuse. You were team captain in 2008. You obviously had a lot of great memories from Syracuse during those four years. Do you have a favorite one? Oh, yeah. So I'll give you an on-field and off-field memory. So my on-field memory was actually senior year. We're playing in the Dome, and we have Louisville. And Louisville is one way from becoming bowl eligible. Um, and I remember started the fourth quarter. I was also the punt returner. I muffed a punt that gave Louisville <laughs> the lead, and we go back, storm back, get the lead back, and then their final drive, I get the game-winning interception to knock Louisville out of a bowl game. That's probably I my, remember my, that. That was a great play. <laughs> and I always tell students back when uh, Daily Orange, we used to do a hero and zero in the game, and that week I got both. I was a zero because of the muffed punt, <laughs> and I was a hero because of the game-winning interception. And then my off the field is, is just the friends that I have. I have really good close-knit friends from A.J. Brown, Darrell Smith, LeVar Laudel, who was, I played in high school with. We're in a group chat, and ever since we graduated, we've talked almost at least once a week 
um, just making sure we're staying in touch. You know, we're all going to weddings and now starting our families. But that memory of just having my group of guys that I still communicate with, and not even just that group, but us as former players. You know, I talk to Chandler. I talk to Art. I talk to some of my friends from the DMV. We just have that brotherhood that we've carried, you know, after 14 years of playing, and it's still there. And and that's the memory that I, I think I cherish the most out of that experience at Syracuse. Thank you, Coach. That was awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Bruce Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Great to hear all those anecdotes about what Syracuse is getting in Sayre Torrance. And just great to hear how he's doing overall. I remember that Louisville game that he was talking about. He picked off Hunter Caldwell on that final drive to preserve a 28-21 win. It's hard to imagine that was 14 years ago. We'll take a quick break. I'll be joined by the Alumni Basketball League's Ricky Goings. I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Q's podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Why? Why? If you Why? have T Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. So we're in the basketball offseason right now, but we don't have to wait until October before we can start thinking about Syracuse basketball again. Aside from the TBT, we've got more Syracuse alumni basketball from the Alumni Basketball League. On August 6th, the Syracuse team Forever Orange will take on the Georgetown alumni team Dog Talk at the SRC Events Center at 7 p.m. We bring on ABL's Director of Operations, Ricky Goings, to find out a little bit more about the game. Ricky, thanks for coming on. Oh, anytime. I appreciate you calling. Ricky, I think we're all really excited in the Syracuse community about this game. So tell me about the origins of the ABL. Kareem Rush, who played for the Lakers with Kobe, and Jake and Jake Jackson, um, who also played for Missouri uh, with Kareem. So what I did, well, they, they had a, in 20, I think it was right before COVID, they did an alumni game between, um, between Missouri and Kansas, and it went extremely well. So they decided to invest in, in doing more games. However, because of COVID, they couldn't. So last year, they reached out to um, a guy, another guy to play with them from Missouri, a guy named Jason Conley from here, and he reached out to me. And I planned the Georgetown and Merlin game. After that game, they, they hired me on as the VP of team of league operations. So I pretty much run all the operations involving the teams, the games, where they're going to be, who's going to be the GM. And what that looks like. So you mentioned Georgetown, Maryland, but when I think of Georgetown's top rival, I think we all think of Syracuse. So how did the idea of the Syracuse Georgetown game get started? So yeah, so Georgetown blew out Maryland in the game. Um, they had a really solid roster featuring Greg Monroe, um, Chris Wright, Rodney Pryor, Greg Whittington. Most of these guys are still playing professional basketball somewhere. So after that blowout win, 
we said, hey, you guys deserve another game. And we know that Syracuse had a PBT team that won the championship um, a couple of years ago. So I uh, reached out to Eric Devendorf, asked him if he'd be interested in the opportunity. He said yes. Uh, we wanted to take Georgetown on the road, and so it all kind of lined up. So that's how we came to the August 6th date. Both rosters are pretty much built. Um, now we're ready to we're ready to get it going. Ricky, who are the Syracuse alumni that are going to be playing in this game? So we have on their roster John Gillen, C.J. Fair, Ricky Jackson, Chris McCullough, Tyus Battle, Paul Harris, Malachi Richardson. Wow, that's a really impressive roster with a bunch of guys with NBA experience. Was that an easy sell to get these guys to come back to play for this game? Oh, yes, it is. One of the, the, the main easy sell is the compensation. You know, we're not asking these guys to do anything for free. Um, they're compensated for the game. Uh, we advance money for travel, and they also have opportunity to make money off of sponsorships and um, things like that, merchandise sales. So, you know, it's a business opportunity. We're looking to help these guys become entrepreneurs. And also the other half is Jake Jackson is also the owner of uh, the, the New Zealand Breakers down in um, in, uh, in, in the NBA in Australia. So we're not only offering opportunities for compensation for the game, we're also offering an opportunity for uh, to you know continue your career and maybe make some more money in a in another market than what you're used to playing with. Eric Devendorf is the general manager. How'd you guys hook up? So Eric was um, recommended to me by some guys in Syracuse when we were looking to build build the Georgetown game. We we wanted to do a game in a smaller market like upstate New York. I was connected to Eric by a mutual friend. And he jumped, he, jumped, he jumped right on the opportunity. Thank you, Ricky. Really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. Really appreciate you taking time to speak with us. No, I'm excited for it, too. And you know, hopefully we get a – our goal is to sell the game out so that we can continue to grow the league and um, do more – you know, build it into almost a, a playoff style in a couple of years. Ricky Goings, ladies and gentlemen, I love the idea of turning it into a tournament-style format similar to the TBT, but what I think separates the ABL from the TBT is you actually have to have attended the school rather than just having an affiliation with it. So really looking forward to seeing how that plays out, especially because it's against Georgetown. I think it's a great idea and hoping they sell out the arena. I wanted to close the show on the lacrosse teams. The women's lacrosse team is number one for a fifth straight week after defeating number five North Carolina 14-12 on Saturday. Syracuse moved to 15-0 in the season behind Emma Carey's four goals. The men's team is now number 12 after a dramatic 15-14 win over the Tar Heels. Freshman Michael Leo scoring with 12 seconds left for the go-ahead goal. Just a great weekend for Syracuse lacrosse. Congratulations to both teams. That's it for us. I want to thank my guest, CBA coach and Syracuse football star Bruce Williams, the Alumni Basketball League's Ricky Goings, and this is Wes Chang reminding you that my plumbing is all screwed up because, as it turns out, I do not own a garbage disposal. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time.